I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Sunday night uh, watching all the football games wrap up in the background, seeing who's going to the playoffs. Yeah, this week 17. They who's just going home? First year, week 17? Or the second uh, I think year? Sec- maybe, I don't remember. I want to say second, second year, year, week 17. Yeah. yeah, second year. Okay, and it's still throwing me off because I'm used to 16 weeks. So I was like, okay, season up. Wait a minute, damn it. One more game. Yeah. And then they throw me off because now they play, They were playing, they've been playing on Saturdays. It's like, why are they playing on Saturdays? It's like, oh, they, yeah. They always the did that, though. They always did that. <laughs> Um, like near the end of the season, yeah. the NFL stops giving a fuck because they're like college football. We don't care. You know? we, we don't give a goddamn about y'all. I'm just glad the NBA got Thursdays back. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's my all, day. That's all I wanted. I'm tired of Thursday night football coming in and 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 throwing shitty games on. But that's all everybody's gonna watch. Right. All right. Um. You know what? First of all, the official weapon of the show is the folding chair. Uh, and the unofficial sport. Bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Um, we went to the check the mail after the feedback show yesterday. So we got a couple cards. I'm going to read them uh, that we got in the mail. Thank you. Uh, I saw a lot of you are getting your holiday cards from us. People are taking pictures, sending them to us. Appreciate y'all. I hope you enjoy the stickers. Uh, this one says, thank you so much on the front of it. Yay. And then on the inside, uh, hey, Rod and Karen, for over 12 years, my husband and I have listened to your podcast. I was thrilled to show our love and admiration years ago when I sent you abstract, sent the abstract art your way. The Yanni's arts uh, or Yanni's art. Yeah. Okay. I said, right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we love the way you banter and all the work on the Drapetomaniacs podcast. Oh my goodness. As a teacher, there is so many episodes of both podcasts where I am learning and so proud to be black. Thanks for all you both do in keeping our community and others uh, laughing, thinking, and aware. Uh, May 2024 and beyond be full of love laughter and tons of joy blessings uh 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 koriani thank you thank you that is so sweet and i think we were just saying yesterday we still have that abstract art over in the other room oh yeah we got like this little cove and you know when y'all send us drawings and all types of we got pillows and blankets we keep them in there everything Mm -hmm. Um, this one, oh, look at the blackness. Okay, mahogany section. A child, y'all be finding the mahogany section. Y'all be like, mahogany, here I come. All this beautiful black hair, black women on it. Uh, it says, so the print from the card is, you're, uh, Rod and Karen, you are the kind of person who brightens days throughout the year uh, as we head into another season, wishing you many beautiful, blessed moments that bring much happiness in the coming days. And then the personal note is, I feel like the words of this card are very appropriate for both for you both. Thank you uh, f- for the joy thoughtful insight and authentic and your and authentic selves that you shape i think that's authentic so that you shape um uh with uh share with us okay share with us through the podcast i wish you both uh, a great new year tiffany p.s i apologize for this card being so super late girl it's always on time yeah, y'all yeah. can send us these cards in the middle of the fucking year we wouldn't care no we read them just the same we love this <laughs> this is dope it is anytime we look man it's not enough appreciation on the in the world just in general Mm-mm. so anytime somebody show us some appreciation we love it it's, it's, it's right on time 
um oh this is from um our girl caritha and uh, her husband craig it says team kojo year in review um craig accepted a position in director of diversity equity and inclusion and belonging at the bancroft school of worcester massachusetts hey girl be careful okay because you know they out here for the dei okay craig keep your head on the swivel <laughs> right all right go through all your old work yeah clean it up erase old tweets you know what i say <laughs> go through your old work and put misspellings in it <laughs> okay see i'm i'm one head i'm one step ahead of these plagiarizing uh accusations type the shit with misspellings then they can't just put the ai on it and be like well this phrase sound kind of similar to this phrase nah now it's like uh can this man even spell and you're like well at least you know i didn't copy okay <laughs> so as long as i'm here we're gonna be diversifying <laughs> equity and, and inclusion we're gonna be including everybody yeah y'all ain't gonna catch me Mm-mm. We established Kojo Manor and sold Kojo Estates. That process was truly miraculous, so we're taking it as a sign that the transition is thoroughly blessed. Caritha is on the leave of absence from OSU and serving as a visiting professor of English at Boston University. Uh, life is precious, prioritized connection, 19 years married, 25 together. You are among the blessings we're counting. May 2024 treat you and yours well. Love, Caritha and Craig. Oh, this is so sweet. This is so sweet. Thank you. It's some smart-ass niggas that listen to our podcast. It really is. I'm like, y'all got doctorates and all the degrees and all the letters behind y'all names. I'm like, go ahead. And then this one uh, is uh, one that has another black woman on it with beautiful hair and says, enjoy the beauty of the season. Um, And on the inside, it says, the card print. With every snowflake that falls and every bow that gets tied, may the simple pleasures of the season fill you inside. Pour something warm. Taste something sweet. Enjoy every special holiday treat. Thank you. And then the personal note, dear Karen and Rod, thank you for another year of laughter and thoughtful conversation. May the new year surprise you in the best ways. Happy holidays. Sincerely, Cass always. Thank you. Thank you. That was so cool. That was so we fun. Loved those. We what a great way to open the show. Yeah, we went up to the post office. They were like, y'all still getting some more shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um all right i guess uh where we want to start do you have banter that you want to do or mm, not really mm, okay. I, don't have any, uh-huh. I don't have anything particular oh uh so you do i guess i do okay i'll just because i'm about to play music for the commercial oh my bad so i just want to know <laughs> i need to play the commercial that's all it is just <laughs> just trying to help us make money baby <laughs> have been uh this year me and roger says kind of been making a transition and so we've been branching out and trying all different like healthy foods and kind of foods and things like that and this has been interesting uh we found some keto bread which i didn't even know that existed and it's actually really good i really like it um also the thing is i have a uh i have a sweet tooth for me personally so I've been trying to do things to kind of calm that sweet tooth down. And so uh, I don't know what kind of apples there were, but Roger cut up some apples. Those things were absolutely fucking delicious. Those apples were so good, and they kind of hit that sweet tooth. And also what I've been doing, I've been getting back on my kick. 
my smoothie kick that I stopped doing. So I've been getting back on my uh, smoothie kick. And uh, with smoothie kick, uh, I do oats in my smoothie and I do a bunch of uh, fruits and things like that. I'm going to add uh, greens. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take my greens and I'm going to um, uh, blend the greens up. And then I have like these little ice cubes. I'm going to pour them in there. And so then, uh, so the greens won't go bad, I'll drop them in there like ice cubes. And blend them in with my smoothie. So I'm looking forward to adding that. And then I add like a lot of other uh, things to it. Like uh, things for like memory and sight and all this type of thing. Particularly getting older and, and knowing that I'm in kind of in the premenopausal phase. I try to be aware. And I've actually done research and looked and, and, and try to figure out what are the signs and what are the symptoms of these things. Because something that I realized now that I'm in that age is I may have had a lot of family members that may have been going through that and they didn't know it and they didn't know how to express it. They didn't know what was going on and things like that. So I want to be kind of more aware and alert of my emotions, how I respond to things, my memory, you know, and things like that. Uh, uh, as I, as, as I get older and as you just transition into getting older in life, you know, it's a part of life. So, you know, you try to do the best you can to take as much care of yourself as you can. So that's one reason why I'm glad we're kind of doing these transitions and things like that. And it's a process because, you know, like everything else, like I said, you get accustomed and used to eating certain foods and tasting certain things and you can actually get those cravings from other things like uh like root um uh chips and uh we like hummus like i love hummus and so i've been doing things like that to kind of get that kick and and eat things that will have more of a natural sugar versus added sugar and so it kind of makes a a a big difference so i'm i'm just enjoying the transition of it uh sometimes you have good days sometimes you have bad days and when i say that sometimes you have days we just really really craving something really bad so when i when that happens i'll do things like we have a lot of sugar-free stuff around here i'll start kind of snacking on that so we got more fruits more vegetables things like that to kind of snack because i'm a snacker and so those things kind of take away and help with the snacky snacky part of me that likes to snack and so uh, I have really been uh, enjoying this transition. It's been interesting, but just enjoying the transition. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just I've been kind of just experimenting with stuff like going and trying different snacks that are just different um, and seeing what works and what doesn't. You know, so sometimes it is ass. Like yes, I, it is. I bought these these things that are almost like chips that are supposed to be like extremely like low carb and they had like i forget the name of i tell y'all the name if i could remember but they they tasted so bad i was like i'd rather have doritos this is horrible i'd rather you know (laughs) but um and then in other cases it's just simple stuff like you know eating more fruits and vegetables that are like fresh and stuff like that so some stuff is not that complicated Mm -hmm. but um you know, it's just been something I've I actually started this before the new year, um, for myself at least. Um, started, you know, uh trying to like I've been talking about on the show, you know, VR workouts, Peloton, mm-hmm. um, been going to the Y. I went like four or five times this week, just, you know, shot around a little bit, ran up and down basketball court by myself, you know, stuff like that. I'm just I'm I feel like with the pandemic I just stopped being so active. And mm-hmm. regardless of how people, you know, judge folks from the outside looking in, I was always a very active person. You were. Um, and 
uh, I miss that feeling in my body of just, you know, like, like, cause it's not necessarily about how you look. Um, because I think people are, I've just, I've been alive long enough that people I've, I've seen how people treat you based on how you look. And that shit is never really jive with, with me, you know, with my health and stuff. Right. But, you know, pandemic, I have been sitting around for like two years or something, you know, I haven't been playing ball. I haven't been getting out and exercising and stuff. I actually have a, uh, um, like appointment with like a personal trainer and stuff. I want to look and uh, see how that's going to work out uh, at the Y to see. And I, and basically I want to learn how to lift weights. Cause I, last time I lifted weights for real, for real, I think I was in like, um, college? I, I might've been in college mm-hmm. taking that college course on, on lifting weights. So like, you know, I, I think it's kind of, you know, I'd like to get into that. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, my banter stuff. Um, I had a couple things. Uh, Draymond Green is back to the NBA. His suspension has been is twelve games, and he's been in therapy, and so he's ready to return. And they're gonna put him on the team. We will see. Only and, time will tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want him to use therapy words when he justifies the same shit he been doing so now he'll be like i wasn't kicking people in the testicles i was practicing boundaries like i was <laughs> like Cause people have been known to do that right. and like roger said and a lot of people go indefinitely roger was like that could be three seconds or that could mean forever like yeah that that don't really mean anything definitely is not really a word Mm-mm. um but uh yeah i think also, I think Cat Williams and Kevin Hart should do a decathlon. I would pay to watch it. Um, <laughs> Cat Williams said he's a physical specimen. He can run a four something, four three forty at a hundred years old. Ha ha ha! You know he's not hundred, but he can play eleven games of basketball with uh, against a twenty year old, and his record is ninety six and four. Even though that seems like not the right amount of of games to have that record but um the point being uh kevin hart is also a he's a gym rat motherfucker he's like a super in shape guy i would love to see them do a decathlon like let's get to the bottom of this let's see who's who's the best let's see who's in the best shape because it will be funny either way jokes it's funny if cat dominates kevin it it's funny, funny if Kevin dominates Cat. Yes, it's it funny is. if it's close. It's funny if it's a blowout. I would watch yes, that shit. me too. Get the money to charity. You know? I know they both want to do it. They hate each other. Um, and a couple things I rewatched and re-listened to, and uh, I don't know how often this happens to other people, but sometimes I'll listen to something or watch something and I'll think, this was not very good. And then... Um, Every once in a while, I'll go back and see it again or something and be like, oh, damn, I was wrong. This this is actually pretty good. I, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, because your perspective changes. And I know uh, for, <laughs> for me, my biggest thing was uh, The Walking Dead when um, Negan uh, uh, killed everybody. Mm-hmm. And... I snapped because I was already upset because some, sometimes people realize sometimes emotions can cause you to be angry at something that's actually good, but you have other things going on in your life at the time and you don't realize that those things will cause you to project. Mm-hmm. I was already mad and upset and disappointed in the Batman versus Superman 
Like, I was very hot about that. I, I normally don't do this, but I remember that movie. I fussed all the way home. We left the movie theater. I was fussing. We was in the car. I was fussing. We was on the, going in the house. I, was, I fussed that whole time. I was highly upset. And I think I was already mad. And then we turned around, and we watched that, and I was angry all over again. And so, uh, truth be told, it's actually great. It was actually really good. Uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan acted his ass off, but at that period of time, because I had other things happening, that anger made me think that it was not good at that time. So for me, it wasn't like an emotional thing where I was angry or something, but I just remember not liking Captain America, the first Avenger when it came out. That was kind of boring. I don't really like the World War II movies and set pieces and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I was wrong. I went back and wa- I watched it as part of my rewatch of the Marvel Universe. I just kind of wanted to see like some of these movies again that I never went back to. And that one in particular has it not only did it age well, maybe I needed real Nazis to come back so I could be like, what a timely message. But right. uh whatever happened, um, that shit is really good. Um really like it's a fun movie, it's smart, it's anti war, it's anti propaganda even. Um it's it's just it's just a fucking great movie. So uh and then the other thing is I was listening, uh went to go buy a new basketball and I just threw on some title or something on my headphones while I was um, shopping or whatever and in Dick's and uh, the, the, there's a, a thing on title you can hit where, and you can, you can do it too. I do it sometimes. Um, you can take um, your title and click on a button and listen to people play music somewhere else. So like it's them selecting tracks and you're just listening to what they're listening to. I've done it before. That's fun. I've done it before too. Mm-hmm. I've just like I'm the DJ, and then people can if they're my friend or whatever. I share the link, and they have title. They can like hop on and see what I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. I I would do it when I was writing for Game Theory. If I'd be deep in a writing session, I'd be like, okay, let me throw on some different tracks, and then just kind of let people hear what I'm hearing. Anyway, uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail came on uh, Jay Z's album before 444. Which was an album that I thought was okay, but just not that memorable for me. Uh, man, I was wrong. That shit, that shit goes. That shit, that shit still goes. Like especially the back half. I, mm-hmm. I don't even know what the fuck I was. I don't know if I just was all Jay Z'd out at the time, or, or I was expecting something else, or more than likely what happened was so many people were hating on it. I get into these things when enough people are talking shit about something on social media. I'll kind of avoid it and be like, let me wait until they're not in my ears and head while, while I'm reading or listening or watching something that way I'm not thinking about like all these people hate this as I'm listening to it. Mm -hmm. And they said this and now I'm fighting myself like, but this is, it's not this is, you know? So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I listened to that album front to back a couple times in the last couple of days. And, uh, yeah, man, that shit was way better than I remember. I, I, I'm, I don't even remember why I thought the shit was bad, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I fuck with, I fuck with Magna Carta Holy Grail now. Um, so, uh, it is what it is. Uh, the last thing, it's not really necessarily banter, but this person, uh, Sierra Nicole on Twitter, uh, blue check. So, you know, who knows if this person is like a, 
you know like who knows the people that play for the blue checks typically have the, the they're not they're 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 on twitter for something else mm-hmm. but they shared something and everybody was dunking on it and it was this post about shannon sharp's interview of cat williams mm-hmm. right and i'm looking at her profile she seems to be one of these like black llc entrepreneur types you know the 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 money is everything million dollars this that and other the hustler types i'm not a fan of these people in general and i don't really like fuck with them but she said cat williams and shannon sharp just taught us a million dollar lesson in caps and i bet you can't guess what it is winky face there is no such thing as content that is too long in quotes there is only content that is too boring this interview is almost three hours long it has 25 million views in just a few days many content and social media gurus will tell you you have to keep your content short because of goldfish attention span because of our goldfish attention span i honestly used to think this as well i was afraid to even start my newsletter because i thought no one wants to read all that but think about all the books movies and interviews like this one people will sit and allocate hours of their attention to things that are entertaining or important to them so don't be afraid of long-form content what you should be afraid of is being too boring and so all these people were quote tweeting it like she was being stupid you know and like you can look at her profile and see tech entrepreneur money million dollar lessons so she she's i can see if maybe they they may have a personal like oh no i don't like her because she's always talking about some bullshit which might be the case but i have never seen or know her work or shit like that so for me i was just looking at the content of the message and i was like yeah everything she said was 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 right though yeah, yeah, because the the thing is, and a lot of this shit is subjective, and a lot of people don't want to get into that. When because as somebody who who listened to a whole lot of podcasts, y'all, I've heard shit that's been fifteen minutes to sound like motherfucking ten hours, <laughs> and I've heard shit that's been five hours to sound like fifteen minutes. Yeah, all I know is this: this is how we live our life, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that would switch with us right now with whatever they've been able to do off of radio podcast broadcast and they would switch places right now to be us to be independent to be to own your own shit to say whatever the fuck you feel like to talk however long you feel like you want to talk to talk about whatever you want to talk about and nobody can fucking ring you in or do anything about it you know they would kill for that shit Mm -hmm. you know this is it just it made me think about and you know i rarely chime in on these conversations especially online because you know it like i said i saw people like acting like this was the dumbest fucking thing they'd ever heard in their life Mm -mm, that's how most people operate and i'm like y'all do understand like the reason people become iconic is not from copying everybody else Mm -mm. it's the rule breakers that make the new rules that change the paradigm and the landscape. Mm-hmm. Now the media, the medium is the message, but when you're talking about podcasting, there is no particular format for any reason. If you were right. talking about broadcasting on somebody else's platform, white people own it, white companies own it. They've already established certain rules, but those rules often are not the, the people that follow those the most don't get rewarded. Great example. Look at ESPN. Who did they give $17 million to? Not the people that followed all the rules. Not the people that, that 
talked in the the number the number of seconds they were supposed to talk, not the people that said the things they were supposed to say, mm-hmm. not the people that were politically correct and all that shit. Those were not the people that got the money. Many of those people got laid off. Yes, those did. people did not get their contract renewed. No matter how well they played in the sandbox, they were still inside the box. What did they go covet? What did they go give five years of $17 million to? The Pat McAfee show, a show that was not on their airwaves, a show that they did not control, a show that many people found problematic and said, whoa, whoa, their relationship with Aaron Rodgers and all the cussing and stuff. Well, guess who's cussing two hours a day five days a week on the airwaves of ESPN for more money than most of the talent there. Many people let go to make way for that talent. Why? Because they were rule breakers. That's why that's how you end up becoming iconic. Nobody wants to do that for, for like, no one wants to just put the same shit on. It's always the people that do the shit a little too much. It is Shannon Sharp's three hour interview. I already told y'all, um, if you listen to pregame and stuff, if he was a journalist and a journalist did that interview, that shit would not have banged like that. Mm-mm. If that was... It would have been boring and most people would have kept going. If that was Greg uh, Gumble or somebody, if that was uh, outside the lines or real sports or something like that, they would have chopped that three hours down into 20 minutes, maybe 40 minutes at, to- at, best. at best. They would have chopped all that shit down. A lot of stuff, you would have had to stop it, fact check it, do this, do that. It would not have have garnered nearly Bryant Gumble. Sorry, it would not have got gotten nearly as much uh, attention or acclaim or whatever. Um, and it's it's just the thing that a lot of people don't understand is the content market. I'm often talking on this show about content and how it and the the workings of it and the mm-hmm. and what it's meant to do and what people are getting out of it. Right. I don't really find it so engaging to to debate the merits of the content because a lot of times, you know, that's the simplest way to view it and it's also it's mostly not the point. Right. You know, when we talk about Cat Williams, the first thing I'm like is, hey, look at where he delivered this message and how. Fuck if it's true. Honestly it don't matter. Most it don't matter. All it matters is many people want it to be true. Okay, so now someone in the chat room got it backwards. It's not Brian. It is Greg. I don't, I don't know, guys. It's one of them gumbles. Y'all know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> one of them. Come on now. Come on, guys. Besides the point. But my point being, um, <laughs> my point being like, uh, Shannon had three hours of compelling content. Put it out. Mm-hmm. What, what, so that wouldn't that would have sucked at some network that told him, God, no one wants to listen to more than 20 minutes of anything, da-da-da. I actually think a lot of the shit that that follows the rules fucking sucks. Yes, it does. It's terrible. I've listened to so many fucking shows where the goddamn host doesn't know anything about the person they have on. They didn't do any fucking research. They got three bullet notes that bullet points on some notes that say ask them these questions. They didn't read the book or watch the show or listen to or watch the stand up recap or, or nothing. Didn't or no whatever notes. And they basically bring the fucker. They bring the person on and they tell the person like, uh, so uh, you uh wrote a book. You know that's the that's the that is the baseline of most shit out there right now. Um, I don't like that stuff, and maybe I don't want to do it. But the other thing that people aren't looking at is the business model. Everyone can't or shouldn't, and will not be able to really make money off this stuff. No, most people will not, and most of you won't be able to make money off of it. No, even if you follow those fuck ass rules, right? Your actual only shot is to not follow the rules, yes, sir. Because the people that follow those rules mostly 
have such backing behind them that the average layperson never will. If you're not a celebrity, if you don't have a following already on social media, if you don't have a company backing you with every dollar they have, it ain't going to happen for you anyway. Mm-mm. There's not there's no there won't be a new Joe Rogan that comes up copying Joe Rogan. Nope. The next big person is going to be doing some shit that that motherfuckers aren't 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 even thinking about right now you know and joe rogan got that bag by not being like anything spotify had under their belt they went and gave him a bag for breaking all the rules that internally they told their podcasters to do right don't talk about this only talk for this long do this do that no one knows what the fuck they're really talking about. Even the metrics and the measurements that we use within this, those can't capture everything. And for a lot of people, the biggest opportunity you have to actually make a living doing something independent is to find a small, passionate core of loyal people that is it for most people this thing of you're gonna look up and you're gonna be the next Charlemagne. you need the backings of the suits in that building Mm -hmm. you need the money you need the investment the 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 people want you to innovate by copying you can't really innovate that way you gotta go be different and what makes you different is the thing people will come for so this person saying just don't be boring is absolutely the fuck right Take it from people that are 14 years in the game yesterday. We just celebrated 14 years in the game. And I am fucking tired of being dismissed. Like, we don't fucking know. We know. We don't just know. We know better and we know more. We learned because we've done it. We've shown you what you thought was impossible. We've sat up there on panels with people that have millions of downloads an episode and we and when they got to us we were like you don't need millions of downloads of episodes to make it guys these motherfuckers got everybody behind them they got iHeartRadio and spotify mm-hmm. and all that you person that's listening to this you don't and i guarantee you there's way more of us than there are people that are gonna be able to make these moves and deals and be like don't even try to bid an ad in your thing till you get a hundred thousand downloads if you well most people then will never get an ad So I'm just telling you another angle that I know from blood, sweat, and tears, not from just luck, but from preparation. There's a, I understand the difference in the mediums. There's a reason I go on the Karen Hunter show and they fucking love me. That's a different format than a podcast. Right. There's a reason that I can write for a fucking TV show. That's a different format than this podcast. There's a reason I can do Drapedomaniacs. That's a different format than this podcast. But a lot of that is studying, intuitiveness, uh, putting in the work, putting in that dedication to be like, I need to go listen to everything, see what's happening yeah, out there. a lot of podcasts. So, I, so like, the thing that bothered me was how dismissive people were because they sound like fucking robots and that's why the fuck you ain't gonna make it. The And most of these not to get too fucking like political about it, but or racial, but most of these motherfuckers just looking for a white person's check. Yes. That's it. Their whole plan is like, how do I either guilt or play the game correctly until some white people write me a check to do my thing. And for most people, the paycheck and the white folks ain't never going to come. It either is never going to happen or you just going to sound like everybody the fuck else that got there. 
that's for the most part it's hard to be on that shit and sound different and you'll never really ever get to be yourself period anyway because y'all both we know the burden of being black or or being pro what to whatever on those platforms this motherfuckers right now ain't got no job because they was putting out free palestine or black lives matter or they slipped up and sided with kaepernick and now they ass can't get a job or they said damn trump racist is that okay to say no it's not okay to say we scared so like these platforms ain't even it's not even all that cracked up to to follow the pattern to be on there because it's a double-sided sword when you get on that motherfucker anyway so the idea of dismissing people who say yo the real key is talent you know if, if you're looking at this shit to me the real key is talent dedication consistency and hard work three of those ain't sexy talent is always sexy but most people ain't got it yes there's a vet i've listened to so many podcasts there are people when they hit that mic you will you be like god damn you are great on this mic but bitch they might come out once every three years mm-hmm. and you're like for a lot of them i just had to unsubscribe because i was like i love you and yeah. i love what you do but but you're not consistent enough and too many people put out too much good shit for me to wait for you like a like 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 a dad that went out for cigarettes and never returned again yeah i mean i like i love fresh alina and them but yeah it's just when is the show coming back yeah, nobody Who knows? knows so like that is as talented as people are it, those things the, the three unsexy things are the hard part but that but that that fourth thing that fourth thing the talent that's that one that's that girl a lot of people ain't got that, that, that and, and and a lot of times your talent you have to look at that talent level and be like where do i want to be with this because if your goal is to be the next Shannon Sharp and you need 25 million YouTube views and you're going to feel like a failure, well, welcome to failure because you ain't going to ever get that. For the most part, you ain't. most people hearing this, you ain't going to get it because he ain't even think he could get it. That Like, he lucked up into that. And, and, and I don't mean that to say that mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve blah, blah, blah. But just right. something like that is so random, you can't plan for it. But you can plan to do X amount of shows for this long, for the, on these topics, for whatever. And that is the thing that keeps you always, like, present and able to take advantage of opportunity. But this thing of, like, calling this woman stupid and this is the worst advice I ever heard, that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. That person didn't say nothing crazy. I, I can see if they were saying something like, only do long-form comment, content. Don't pay attention to no rules. Just do what you – like – they didn't say that. They just were like, hey, people will listen to long shit if it's good. Yes, they will. And and and, and that's facts. That's facts, man. Like, think about Dan Lebertard. Like, this motherfucker can talk about sports and all kinds of shit three hours a day breaking the rules. Just breaking the breaking rules, the rules is, is never what you think it's going to be when you get into that shit. There's a reason those people are iconic. It's because they did shit different. It's no, you can't be the next Jim Rohn. You can't. It's only one of these motherfuckers that's ever coming through. Everybody else sounds like a clone of them. The, the, there's so many clone Breakfast Club, clone even Joe Button shows where you just like. And I said Howard Stern. Yeah, you, there's only mm-hmm. one Howard Stern. There's so many clone shows, but they're just imitating the person that already made it. You can't be bigger than them with that shit. So I be authentic. And, and and break a few rules. It's not don't pay attention to anything. Break the rules you want to break. 
everybody should break some different shit. Like some motherfuckers are going, hey, you know what? We're going to be the first motherfucker to come out with two podcasts a day or whatever. Maybe that's the rule. We we people laughing at it. I don't nobody want to hear that shit. And then we like five years later. I wish I came out with two podcasts a day. Fuck, I fucked up. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. And also, I think too, for a lot of people, like you say, a lot of that fundamental shit people don't want to do. You know, and that boils down to the uh, the the social media generation. For a lot of people. It lies to people. It gives you the illusion that these people just showed up with talent and they just showed up and all of a sudden people just throw money at them. And that's why you have so many people that start these things and it don't last because they be like, oh, I got to do it again. I got to do it again. Yeah, it, it is hard work. Like it is it is a lot that goes uh, behind it and into it. It's a lot of, well, but people have to realize this and kind of behind the scenes, it's a lot of free prep like, sometimes you have to sit down before you record. Sometimes you record, and then you have to sit down after you record. You know, sometimes you have to, you know, dissect and edit. Sometimes you have to chop shit up. Like, it, like I it, mean, it is, it but is that's, not as simple as just turn this motherfucking mic on. But see, that's the thing. It's different for everybody. That's true. So for somebody, it is that simple. Somebody is living their existence. Where they go to their podcast, they just turn the mic on and talk, and, and their shit is hitting. Every my point is there's no blueprint. There are metrics, but those metrics are not the thing. No, they're not. People work backwards. They go, this person is successful and they do a 30 minute show every two weeks and they go, that's why they're successful. And guess what? You're goddamn wrong. They're successful because they're talented and whatever that 30 minutes is. It makes people want to listen to that 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I've known every, I've seen every version of a podcast gimmick. I remember there was a podcaster that was like, I'm only going, I'm going to make a show that's only five minutes and it's going to be once a week and I'm going to get X amount of listens just because it's short. And guess what? They did that show and nobody fucking listened. Because at the end of the day, that's actually not how people listen to shit. They don't, that's not the only metric that matters is like, well, it's only five minutes. Sometimes they're like, I do want to sit with somebody for an hour. Some motherfuckers sitting in the cubicle right now like, man, I'm mad, man. Blackout tips is only an hour today. They they be highly upset. And you know how I know? Because I was one of them. I was one of the people that would listen to like my favorite podcast and be like, damn, Hot Firestar only did two hours. Are these man, niggas okay? I, I got to get through Friday. Yeah, what the fuck? I would be upset, child, because I'm at the house now. But, man, when they would be like four, four and a half hours, I'd be like, I, and a lot of times what I would do, I would wait till lunch, and then I'd be like, this, this bitch going to take me to the end of the day. Let's go. Let's go, niggas. And then there's like podcasts that cut out the uhs and ums of their speech, and they sound like fucking TikTok robots. Like, people have tried everything, dog. They've tried everything. The thing that works is whatever works for you. And I I tell y'all right now, the best thing you can do is make the show you love and then hope that the people who love shit like you will find it. That's the formula. Everybody else does not know what the fuck they are talking about. Right. It's always the rule breakers that fucking make the new rules. That's how it works. Then yeah. everyone copies them and goes, that's the new rules. There was a time when radio was a different way than it is today. And it, you know who changed it? Some motherfucker that had a different idea that was just like, you know what? What if we take a break between every 10 songs or what, three songs? And that's what the new fucking thing was. And then somebody will break it again and be like, well, what if we just talk? Like, what if we just only come on and talk and we have people call in? And that's something new, too. That's yeah. how the fuck it happens. And, 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 and it grows and it, uh, it, it turns and it morphs 
into various different things because at the end of the day you that's only one you so just be you and people are either going to come or they're not and you know that's a very hard concept for people to understand that concept because the thing is no matter how long your show is or how short your show is if you are authentic to yourself your audience will know yeah and most of these motherfuckers ain't gonna make it anyway so like your successful has to look like what you what makes you feel good so if your successful is a bunch of like it gotta be shannon sharp 25 million go ahead you're gonna be miserable and you just kind of live with that but if your successful is the thing you can live with is hey i'm a working podcaster or hey i i, I took my side hustle my i took my hobby and made a few dollars off of it or i'm talking to the people that i need to talk to connecting with the people i need to connect with there's a value in that and if and and i and especially in this hyper capitalistic you gotta be a billionaire society you have so many people that just don't pay attention to the levels of happiness that aren't just about flexing and being rich and everybody knowing your name and shit so it's a lot of levels of happiness it's just like yo i'm existing and doing what i feel like i should be doing on this earth and connecting with the people that that love what i do and that sometimes at least for me that's why I feel like dream achieved. I don't feel like I'm chasing something. Mm-mm. It's other people looking at us thinking we should be chasing something right. that don't understand. All right. And and also, uh, before you go on, it's something about, quote unquote, breaking the tradition. Because if you listen to like a lot of traditional radio and shit like that, you know what? A lot of, a lot of times, a lot of those people, and, and not trying to be funny, a lot of them ain't from the South. They don't have country voices and shit like this you know it's like it's certain populace that when it comes to the quote-unquote big media uh, they're not even represented so when you do a podcast and your voice not just happen to be southern like ours it's going to be some people that be like you don't sound like traditional radio well bitch i'm not traditional radio. we've had every level of traditional advice that would not work for us thrown at us <laughs> yes we have we've been told to, to play music and sound like a radio show We've been told to change our accents. We've been called stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been we've been told to shorten the show. We've been told everything. And you know what? All those people that gave us advice have in common. They're not doing a podcast for a living or whatever the fuck they were doing at the time. Right. When I say zero of them knew what the fuck was right, I mean zero of them. Motherfuckers got mad about it. I remember being mm-hmm. like. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep the show the way we want to do it. And if it changes, it'll be something we want to change right. when we want to change it. And they're, and they're, and they're oh, well, fuck y'all then. Okay, cool. You Then you don't get the show. But guess what? I don't know, 14 years later, I think I was right. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so too. You know, not yeah. that we rich, but Mm-mm. checking the business account, I don't know. Seemed like one of us was right and one of us was wrong. So I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to get too much Mm-mm. on my shit. You know, normally I don't toot my own horn, but today I'm honking that bitch. <laughs> honk, honk. Chance. After this, there is no turning. You take the blue pill. Story ends. Wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Another cycle of music production. keys in there uh nah nothing sparked it start uh someone in the chat was like did something start this nothing Mm -hmm. really sparked it but just me seeing that post and watching a lot of people 
get off on dunking on that and being like, I don't know. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't follow nobody rules, and we are, and we are just fine. Fourteen years in the game, we don't been on panels with white boys telling everybody some shit that we was just up there like wait till they get to us yeah I was because when they get to us they gonna find out you don't have to do none of that shit them white boys said mm-mm, mm-mm. you don't gotta wait for a company to come hire you so you can so you can talk about food you could actually just do that on your own yes you can you, have, you don't have to Child, wait I'll get you a zoom and go call some chefs and call it a day you can own your own RSS feed and you don't have to worry about a motherfucker canceling your show and now you ain't got nowhere to go with it right you know what I'm saying so like you know, you can tell Spotify no a hundred times till you get a, the contract you want. You know, won't even tell y'all the other behind the scenes shit we don't had to say no to, but we've had that luxury because we believed in ourselves and we did shit the way that we knew we could do it. Mm-hmm. So, and and we have a we have a very loving and kind and caring uh, fan base that is actually uh, uh, supports us, and they found us, and we in this shit together. Yeah, we're talented, and motherfuckers are always surprised by how smart and talented we are because they because we're just not always promoting ourselves like that because we're not getting off on like getting that white people attention and all that shit so a lot of these motherfuckers don't even know you know what i'm saying so like but today i saw that now it just sparked something in me to be like man maybe people need to hear this at least hear a different angle of this of that's not just hey guys you just do what they t- just do what they say you just you'll make it too you just like, like a 20 minute show uh five five minutes of commercial just, and once a week and like okay scaredy cat um let me check your numbers you know what i mean <laughs> i'm sorry are you rich <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about if, especially if it's just bankrolled by some white folks because if it's bankrolled by some white folks that's not really success really you know like you did it but you didn't like do it on your own because as i can attest to white folks could wake up the next day and decide them numbers don't be them numbers no more Mm-mm. and they can be like that's it show canceled like we'll probably get into the pat mcafee shit on the balls deep sports because mm-hmm. i have a lot to say about it but um they're having issues about the ratings and stuff and feeling sabotage and all this shit. And I'm like, yeah. And it's happened to many black shows over there too. It's happened to other people on that network too. They just didn't have the pull that Pat has to be able to call out, you know, be like Norby is the person that did this to us. Da, 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 da. And we'll talk, like I said, we'll talk about it on balls deep, but that the point being like those numbers that Pat has that are, being called a success there are people that had better numbers than that that got their shows canceled because they were called a failure yes sir so once again that even chasing their rules don't really guarantee not a goddamn thing all right uh let's talk about cat williams and all the fallout from this okay uh ice cube responds to cat williams uh claim about friday after next rape scene said it was never a discussion uh so one of the claims that cat made was that uh there was the character money mike was supposed to get sexually assaulted by terry cruz character damon in the bathroom um william said uh cat william stated during this club shay shay interview he wanted the scene to be cut from the film as rape isn't something to joke about 
Uh, I would never shoot a rape scene in a movie, especially like Friday, where you actually see this happening on camera. That ain't my style, Cube said. So the only reason that kind of stuff was in the movie is because you have three villains in Friday after next. You have Santa Claus still in presence. You have Damon just got out of prison, sweating Craig and D for rent money. And then you have Money Mike, you know, a pimp that treats his woman like a property. So Craig is always fighting the villains in the movies from the Joker brothers to Debo. So we already had Craig fighting Santa Claus. The only real way to get rid of the other two villains is to have them go against each other. The plier joke was always in the script. It it was never, we would never ever show that. That's not my style. If you look at any of my movies, so you know this, that was never discussion. So I think, I think this is coming down to a technicality where there was a sexual assault scene in the movie or in the script, I guess, or sexual assault was in the script. But, basically ice cube was saying he wouldn't have actually filmed a sexual assault like as a joke like you wouldn't actually see whatever it was gonna be it was maybe you hear it or maybe they would imply something happened or something like that but according to cat williams uh it was him that made sure that they didn't even shoot anything about that um cube addressed uh the claim that williams made about his fellow comedian ricky smiley remember on the interview he said that um ricky smiley lied about having a role of money mike before cat williams did and that the role was always for cat williams because cat williams said he wrote the role and all this stuff but uh ice cube says ricky did give money mike a shot when we saw him and you know we kind of saw how he moved and how he was you know auditioning we decided he would be better at santa claus uh which was to me perfect casting when we saw cat when i saw him i just knew he was perfect for money mike said cube um and as far as just moved his role yeah well it sounds like uh it sounds like um ricky smiley did audition for money mike now whether he thought he had the role and then gave it to cat wheels or told him i turned it down or whatever i don't know about that part but the idea that ricky smiley's just a bold-faced liar or whatever kind of takes a little bit of a shot here because ice cube's like no that that part happened that he auditioned for the role right maybe there's a understanding behind the scenes or misunderstanding of he had he thought he had the role or whatever but um he but anyway he does bring up ice cube that cat williams didn't like write that role he said uh cat said he wrote his role which i mean the role was written but he enhanced it this is why cat was so dope in the movie money mike had a small role you know and as big as the santa claus role but about as big as the santa claus role but when we started filming he was giving us such magic we kept expanding his role and giving him more to do because he was on point um he said cat williams showed up ready to steal the show each day at that point in everybody's career, you know, we would listen to a certain extent, but we wasn't going to change the movie for any actor. We do what we feel, and if it was a rape scene, it would have been in the movie. It was no reason not to shoot it, but that's not my style. I don't even like that kind of shit in movies on camera. That was, to me, a little discrepancy there. So, you know, people kind of fact-checking. Um, I think it's interesting because, like I said, I think what Kat did was so brilliant because I don't think there's any way to respond if you were one of the people that got, um, if you were one of the people that got, like, you know, dissed by him. I've seen different types of responses and everybody's been saying that it's not good. Right. So Steve Harvey hasn't addressed it at all. People like, see, that's because it's true. That, that's everything he said. Uh, Cedric Entertainer uh, 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 responded to it by being like, I'm above it, kind of. Everybody's like, he ain't say he didn't steal that joke, you know. 
Uh, Lavelle Crawford says celebs are making themselves look guilty by responding to Cat Williams. When you chime in on stuff, it just makes it more valid. Um, uh, he Crawford went on to recall a past encounter he had with Cat Williams. He said he gave me the best compliment ever. He said I became famous off of my stand-up alone. Uh, but he said when you chime in on stuff it just makes it more valid if it ain't true all the money you got all the blessings you got why you on Instagram going that ain't true you just made yourself look guilty so once again I, I just think that's what was brilliant about it whatever you say people gonna go no <laughs> you know it just do not matter whatever you say they gonna find a yeah, way to be and, like nope that wasn't it right and truthfully nobody really knows what the truth is you know, because you, quote, unquote, just hearing Cat's version of it, Cat Williams' version of it. These other people got their own version of events that happened, too, now. Mm-hmm. But fuck their version of events. Like, how they feel and their experience and their interaction with him don't matter at all because you watched three hours of Cat Williams. Yeah, he owned the narrative, man. He owned, he, he owned the narrative that you got people really saying, and it, I'm, I'm a little surprised by it, but maybe it's like a, maybe people feel like it's a good, thing for like a colorism reason like oh i'm 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 getting some uh some get back on the colorism scale but like i'm a little surprised by how many people are calling these comedians and actors and rappers wives uh or you know agreeing with the joke of like their weird face light skin wives and shit and i'm like y'all go up for these motherfuckers any other time that's yes, you do that's how strong that interview was yeah and on top of that a lot of these same people like we talking about the hypocrisy a lot of these same people who would tell you don't be talking about nobody wise why y'all out here uh shaming black women why y'all out here dragging these black women are the same people putting photos up talking about these black men's wives yeah, it's, it's interesting i thought people love steve harvey new wife you know, I I thought people love Eudoxy. I think that's Ludacris's wife. Like, I I don't, I don't know. They've been putting their people's wives up and being like they ugly and shit. Like, I was like, damn, I, all right. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not co-signing all that shit. Great interview, mm. very entertaining, but I don't need to run with that. Very entertaining, and I leave it at that. Here's Ludacris's response in a rap form, which is interesting <laughs> because a lot of people were saying, how come everybody responding with these written statements? Do your art. If you a stand-up comedian, do some comedy about it. Make fun of them. Make some jokes. Like I say, it and, don't even matter what you say because they're going to say this shit ain't funny. Well, that's why I'm illustrating it right now. This one is Ludacris rapping about it. Whatever's heavy on my heart is always on my mind. Like Snoop's cannabis shredder, I'm always on my grind. They throwing shade because niggas could never take my shine. I bring my watch collection on my jet. Let me take my time. Like fine wine, I'm aging like Benjamin. Top five, I'm worth mentioning. Bring me rappers, I'm lynching them. See the pendulum swing, Jesus with diamond thorns. Ludacris, swaddled in Gucci linens when I was born. Never been Illuminati, only Illuminati. And I only left with bitches when coming from any party. Now I'm married with kids, the evolution of life. Never been a clout chaser, never say shit for likes. R.I.P. John Singleton. You never have to flex when you earn every one of your Fast and Furious checks. Afro with the sideburns. Yeah, that's my signature. Addictions on the rise. Comedians, check your temperature. Um, I thought that was hot as a, like a response, but I was on Karen Hunter's show. She didn't like it, but I was thinking like, one, he called uh, Kat a, a drug addict at the end, which... 
after all the shit he was talking about i never did no drugs and shit that's uh, hilarious to me but also like the accusations that Ludacris was confronted with are the least to me the silliest ones it was like they are he's in he was cat williams and Ludacris were brought in front of the illuminati and the illuminati decided that one of them needed to cut their hair and shave their sideburns and they would give this person 10 movies for 20 minutes like 20 movies with 10 million dollars a piece or something it's so ridiculous to me it was the one where it's like well why would you don't really need a serious response to this shit but yeah i i think so that's one of the things that i worked in his favor in, in my opinion is like you know who gives a like and he called his wife weird face light skin or whatever it's like yeah man I, I mean there's i wouldn't respond to him in a serious manner because what Mm-mm. how can you anything i say serious y'all just gonna say that that's because he's telling the truth or some shit so like no nah, it's part of the joke i'm not no illuminati and i'm rapping about it i'm unbothered and i'm rich and that's it that's it kevin hart was doing nba unplugged with his homies the i forget what they call like the plastic up boys or something it's like his crew they you know i don't know how funny or not funny they are i've never yeah, i've never really watched really gotten yeah. into their content like that me either but they started talking shit about cat williams on espn so now here's another like if you didn't say something then like make jokes about it so now they're making jokes about cat williams and everybody's mad at this because it goes against the narrative of you were supposed to just sit there and take it and let cat have the floor all they want to see is like i don't know apologies from people being like i'm sorry as a black person my career Mm-mm. did this and i and it's and and everything cat said is true about me and da 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 and i know one thing with what that's interesting about kevin hart is he did put a lot of people on and he put his he put his boys and his peoples on his yes, peoples kind of betrayed him in some areas but mm-hmm. i mean it's not true that he just is was so out for self and and uh the industry plant shit is kind of weird because like one you only say that about people you don't like but yes. two he did like there are people that are like no nah, i watched him do stand up in, in like the early 90s late 90s and he he came up through doing stand up like he didn't just show up with a movie but anyway here's here's the clip another fun fact about the um New York Knicks. I don't know if you guys know this, but Cat Williams bought the Knicks. He definitely bought it. He bought the Knicks, yeah. and uh, it's rumored that he took the Knicks back, returned them with a receipt. That's yeah, you could do that. You yeah. didn't know you could do the that. The first person to ever do yeah. Oh, it, yeah. they gave him a 30-day policy. He, had a, well, he bought it for 15 days. And returned and t- it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So another fun fact about the yeah. New York Knicks. He made the team. He, made, he played. He played. Oh, he played. He played, he played with the Knicks. He played with, he played with them. We Definitely. know he's fast. They say he fast. Yeah, he's run he's a sub, one of the fastest. Three point nine. What you say? A, a sub three nine. He figured out how to play yeah. basketball from reading all them yeah. books. Three thousand of them. Three thousand yeah. a year. A, a year. And, that's yeah. two a day. Yeah. At six years old. That's two a day. <laughs> Who knew he was so voracious? At the age seven, he got accepted <laughs> to the. To, I think it was Delaware University. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never made public news. No. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest secret the biggest oh. secret in the world hey smartest kid to ever do it they kept it a secret for, for 48 years yeah. they kept it a secret and it just dropped on us right. speaking well, of it which, was hitchhiking on side of the street yeah. at 13 yeah. so they couldn't find it speaking of which kev you've you've had a busy week yeah yeah a tough one yeah real, real busy week fellas <laughs> yeah. a real busy one 
Okay. Oh, John Morant coming in to the ah. Lakers. Okay, uh, another, I see you. Another known fact: Cat dropped him off. Yo, so, wow! Cat <laughs> just dropped John Morant. He gave him a ride oh. in a spaceship. <laughs> okay, in a spaceship. Copy that. Spaceship that he parallel parked. <laughs> known fact: Cat Williams has an NBA basketball court in his living room. He's the first to ever really. Oh yeah. He's the first to embrace a true hardwood floor. Yeah. He bought it in his, sure. in his home. Was he playing against that little boy that uh, put another, him on the ground? Another, another no By fact. the way, he's, he's fighting for the MMA championship, the 17-year-old boy <laughs> that put him in the in a headlock, rear naked right? choke. In a, in a headlock, right? But it's a known fact that Cat Williams do not breathe <laughs> oxygen, yeah. so it didn't bother him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. copy that. You can't choke him out. Yeah, That's you a can't. known fact. Everybody knows that. He's 92-6 and six in one-on-one <laughs> pickup games. 92-6? They're just being stupid. That's it's, fucking hilarious. It's, it's not, like, it's not, that, it's not that funny. But, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And then, but even with the people with this one, everyone's like, why are you even responding? Yeah, just they, be rich and shut the fuck up. You already won. So like, I'm just pointing out. I just pointed out three or four different examples of like people being like, not like that, not like that. And that's why the Cat Williams shit was so brilliant. There's literally no way to respond that people will accept because they are holding on to that narrative so tight. And it's more fun to just believe Cat spoke nothing but the truth and was right about everybody. And black people don't love nothing more than hating successful black people. I'm sorry, but yep. that shit is facts. Soon as black people get too much, we be like, what did they do to get that? What kind of they they must be a fucked up black person? Cause you can't do too well in this society without being some kind of like really fucked up. Yep. As far as we we, coon, we immediately start mistrusting right. motherfuckers, dog. Regardless of if it's a true statement or not, they yeah. don't give a fuck. So like when somebody goes on anywhere, any platform and tells us don't trust these successful black people, that shit's gonna always hit hard. And it, it hit hard on all these dudes, but oh man, I did have fun listening to that though. That was that was pretty ridiculous. Um, all right, that's it for the Cat Williams news, guys. All right. Uh a plane window blew out in the middle of a flight and made a plane have to emergency land at the Portland airport. Ooh, yeah, we're gonna have because that fucks up with the with the uh the pressure in the cat and and on the airplane, right? It depressurized the cabin. A child lost their shirt, meaning the shirt was sucked right off the kid. The seat that was closest to where it blew out, that seat went out the door like it. Woo. And if you can see from from the uh, from the picture, they say a window blew out, but it's more like a door, like. It's a hidden compartment in a in the in the um in the plane to where uh there's wall over this area so it doesn't look like a door on the inside it just looks like another row of seats but it's actually a door seat that that just is never opened and it's never really like most people don't know about it. So whenever this thing blew out it was basically the whole door as you can see from this big ass uh I'll, I'll put it on the screen but you're going to see there's this, there's a big ass hole <laughs> like this shit is huge. Somebody didn't check that shit when they took off. Uh, I so it's a Boeing jet, and I watched a oh, documentary. It's a door. I see. I see what you're saying. Like it's like a whole ass door. Yes. Yeah. 
You can see it from the outside here on the news report. On Fox tonight, heart-stopping moments on an Alaska Airlines flight as it came in for a landing with part of the plane missing. Yeah, passengers say a large piece of the fuselage flew off shortly after takeoff from PDX, leaving a big hole in the side of the aircraft. Fox 12's Jeffrey Lindblom spoke with a man who was on that flight. He joins us live at PDX with the latest. Jeffrey, how terrifying. Yes, a scary situation this evening as a plane leaving from Portland around 5 o'clock for Ontario, California had to make an emergency landing. Flight crew on Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 declaring an emergency as these photos show the aircraft appearing to be missing a panel. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. Evan Smith says he was among the 174 passengers aboard the flight heading to Ontario. Says they've just reached cruising altitude at around 10,000 feet as disaster struck. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshy noise and all the air masks dropped. Okay, we need to return back to Portland if we can get one. Flight crew made the call to return to Portland, while Smith says he looked back about six rows and saw what he believes is a missing side panel in the aircraft. Yes, we need it. We need it. We declared an emergency. Just kind of sit there. It's not anything I have any control over. And it's just wait and see what happens. Smith says he spoke with another passenger who said they were a row behind where the incident occurred. And they said there was a kid in that row his shirt was sucked off him and out of the plane. And his mother was holding on to him to make sure he didn't go with it. He believes some cell phones and other items may have blown out too. And he says it's fortunate they weren't higher in the sky. He also credits the cabin crew for doing what he calls a good job. As he says he watched crew members help some women who were fearful move to a different spot on the plane. Portland Tower 232 were on the ILS 3 left emergency aircraft. Says something that a pl- those planes can take that kind of a hit and still go ahead and land safely. Smith says he saw paramedics and believes some may have sustained minor injuries. At this point, he says that people are just trying to make new arrangements. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and also, this is one of those things. Maybe it's just me. I always pay attention to the, I know people go yada, 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 especially people to fly a lot when they be standing up there talking about your airbags and all that shit. People ignore the fuck out of them flight attendants. I be like, no, bitch, let me know what my shit is in case something goes wrong. Mm. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Pull up to the runway with the window missing. (laughs) (laughs) I be paying attention. And on top of that, the uh, flight attendants, them jobs is hard. Like, you know, they could have been injured too, but they was like, nope, I, our job is to take care of you. Yeah, that's scary as fuck. Um, yeah, I don't even know what you do. There's nothing you can do other than just sit down. I mean, I guess suck on the oxygen mask, but I mean, I don't know. It seems like when there's a fucking hole in the plane, it's like, uh, I hope this is enough. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad nobody died. But also, like I said, watch that documentary on Boeing that's on Netflix um, that talks about like the um, uh, the shortcuts, the profit chasing, um, the 737 Max. Uh, yeah, it's, it's called Downfall: The Case Against Boeing. I watched it on Netflix. Um, but um yeah i it's scary as fuck because it's like yo you can profit chase and cost cut on something that's a plane 
Yes. Like something that you should never have any error. Like you should get, mm-hmm. you need zero error in that shit. Right. And truth be told, y'all, years ago, for those of you that might not know about the airplane industry, the government used to own the planes. And when they did, they were taken much better care of. Then, you know, shout, shout out to the Republicans got in office. They're like, we're going to decentralize. And once you start doing that shit, everybody trying to do the cheapest thing possible. And this is the result end result of it. Yeah. I know it's scary even thinking about plane travel like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, my goodness, that for the grace of God go high. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, oh, Haley Bailey and DDGs. That's her. Um, that's her boyfriend. Um, they had their baby. News. News. Child, you might as well say Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. I don't know who these people is. Well, Haley Bailey is half uh, half of Chloe and Haley or Chloe and Halley. Okay, I know her. But oh, I, okay. I, okay. Well, I know you like to say you don't know people and you had to get that out. Um, so uh, their new son, Halo, made his music debut, video debut, hours before the couple announced his birth. Uh, the music video for Daryl Freestyle, which was released Saturday, a short clip shows DDG cradling the little one in a white blanket before the video flashes to another scene. The I'm Geeking rapper, born Daryl Dwayne Granberry Jr., also seemingly gave a shout out to Bailey and their new addition in their lyrics. Silver Spoon Kid, I know Halo don't want for nothing. He crying, his mama coming, she's stronger than Wonder Woman. Um... While the cover art for the uh, for the soundtrack features an image of the baby's face, it's unclear whether the photo is of the pair's son. Oh, a baby's face. The Little Mermaid star 23 and the rapper 26 announced the arrival of the first child Saturday evening. Um, Yeah, and it's weird because, like, I don't know how much it is you've seen, but probably not that much. But mm-hmm. um, there's these weirdo people that are like our age that are very obsessed with Haley Bailey and this is the younger one out of the two of them right because I don't know their ages okay um but the one that played Little Mermaid okay yeah I think she's the youngest and um they have really been against her relationship with this dude for some reason I don't know the reasons y'all know me I'm very much like if these motherfuckers are together they together it really ain't for me anyway right. i don't give a fuck don't care especially with these people being so young it don't even feel right for my 45 year old ass to be arguing on the internet about this right. shit but that's just me um but um so she they have the baby but she's been pregnant and doing like you know like press events and red carpets and stuff and she's been dressing in ways that kind of like cover up the baby bump Mm -hmm. and so then people were like demanding that she announce that she's pregnant and like you owe this to us and shit and then knowing that they were going to be mad because they don't want her to be pregnant by this guy um for whatever reasons you know similar i think some of the reasons are similar to jonathan owens in that like he said stuff that they joke around or whatever say shit and it's not always flattering and so people are like this motherfucker you know um so yeah it's been a big deal and then i you know people were even you know like demanding to see the baby's face and all this other shit people are crazy 
Yeah, she put out on her Instagram, even though we're a few days into the new year, the greatest thing that 2023 could have done for me was bring me my son. Welcome to the world, my halo. The world is desperate to know you. Wink emoji, laughing emoji, heart emoji, because that's how much people have been nagging her about you need to tell us you're pregnant and all this shit. So, you know, good good for them. Um, despite months of fan speculation, Bailey and DDG never confirmed that they were expecting. Uh, the color purple star even came for those who made comments about her pregnancy nose, telling them to leave her alone. And they probably did not because mm-hmm. people do not know how to do that. Um, uh, so no, they wouldn't feel right. Like that song you play, as long as they feel better than you, that's all that matters. Oh, the uh, hater song. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah, I do love that song. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it was kind of like an interesting thing. Uh, the song we're talking about is Infinity Song, is the 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 group, and the name of the song is Haters Anthem. It's, I love that song. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so people were you know trying to do a lot of like speculation and shit, and she clearly didn't want to share that with everybody. And, and I don't blame right I don't blame to. her just because so many of the parasocial relationships can be so abusive and insidious. Mm-hmm. And if you allow these people to hold you up, they are the people that will drag you down because they get the, off on that shit. The same group of people because they don't want you to have any credit for anything that you did. They're the reason you got famous and that they're, they're going to be your. There are real the people. There are real people in these kids lives whose job it is that know them better than us that can actually say something like of of value to them yes you as an old person yelling at these kids on the internet it's loser shit yes it is get a life take it's care loser of your own kids it's loser shit dog these not your friends you don't fucking know them you're mm-hmm. a loser for doing that mm-hmm. shit like what the fuck and i'm not talking about like people that see like like this isn't us seeing like a video of somebody like beating somebody and being like hey man y'all need to leave them alone like we're not saying that it's just like you're looking and obsessing into every single word every interview every interaction every instagram live and then fighting about it with everybody because it's really just material for gender war shit yes it is and then you end up being doing shit weird shit like the men to see they uh, their baby's face (laughs) like that is you don't feel like a damn we went too far that was, that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Show us your baby bump. What? You better tell us you're pregnant. What? Who the fuck are you, her aunt? You're just a person. You're just a person. You hit follow on the Instagram like everybody right. else hit follow. And that's another thing is that's fine if you quote unquote feel that way. But it's one of those things when you put this shit online, it becomes a problem because you're like, oh, yo, you just want to argue with niggas. God damn, man. People scary as fuck to me, man. Yes, they are. Uh, Cardi B has subpoenaed Tasha K's associates in request to secure her $4 million uh, uh, judgment. She's like, bitch, I want my money. She's not letting it go. Mm-mm. Okay. And, and guess what? And I don't blame her because lessons were not learned. She making money moves. Okay, I guess. She was like, if you was associated with her and you owe her money, she gets zero. Pay me. And mm-hmm. she gets no direct deposits. Yep. So I guess we'll find out if she ever gets that money. Um, I, but that is be still like, I don't care if it's 50 cent, bitch, it's my 50 cent. Yeah, it is still happening out here. Uh, let's see. What else do I feel like talking about? Um, anything for... Um, 
Do I want to do fucking with black people? Yeah, sure. Why not? We'll do we'll do a couple of these. We'll have to do it forever. We'll do a quick fucking with black people. Um, where where where's my fucking? Oh, there we go. We're just fucking with them people because they black. We're just fucking with them people because they black. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. Hey, I said, can you leave me alone? All I want to do is go home I said leave me alone I want to live another day in your home I said can you leave me alone I want to go home like As precious as we know black maternal health is Imagine stressing out some celebrity because you don't like her boyfriend or because you feel entitled to know the status of her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Fuck protect, out of here. But protect black women. That's why a lot of times when people <laughs> say that shit, not trying to find it, I, for most people, I don't even really believe them right. because it's basically as convenient as it is. As somebody who's quote unquote has, has dealt with that and dealt with people like that, a lot of them are full of shit yeah. and the only time they use it is when it's convenient for them. Stan, stan culture is crazy. Yes, it um, is. Alright, fuck with black people. School board backs down from plans to scrap black history courses after backlash a missouri school board will allow black history and literature classes after mounting backlash sparked by its initial plans to eliminate the courses francis howell school board will permit high school students across the predominantly white district to enroll in these classes in the next school year if the board approves of a curriculum this is rigorous and largely politically neutral said a a statement from the school board president superintendent just last week, the board ve- voted to remove the courses, which have been offered at the district's three high schools since 2020. <laughs> since 2020. What pan- was happening before 2020? I don't know. It took the pandemic for y'all be like, y'all know what? Let's get this out here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they have been offered uh, since 2020 because they were reportedly developed to to the Southern Poverty Law Center standards. At the meeting, the board vice president, Randy Cook, voiced opposition to teaching the courses through a social justice framework. The decision prompted immediate backlash, including a student-organized petition signed by more than 3,400 people calling for the reinstatement of the courses. Shout out to the kids on that, because that many kids means it was a coalition of kids. That's not just only the black kids. Everybody was like, this is some bullshit. The kids don't care about this the kid first of all the kids are all woke because they're supposed to be woke right because when you're that young you 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 optimistic and you hoping for the best and you hoping your generation gonna be different they won't but you're hoping they are yes um the other thing for the kids is they getting all the content off tiktok anyway yes sir so like all the anti-racism shit they learn ain't, ain't got nothing to do with this like 
you can't taking the class out isn't gonna stop shit anyway so you might as well leave it in you're just giving the kids something to rally against yes you are the students wrote the removal of black history and black literature courses not only deprive students of understanding significant parts of american history but also undermines the values of diversity equity and inclusion that are foundational in education and the workforce um, the Associated Press reported that parents and students also protested last week outside the board meeting, yelling, let them learn. Uh, some are less than satisfied expressing doubt about what the politically neutral proposal will mean. Yeah, that wording early on about, listen, we want something politically neutral. I don't the know. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, Freedom's not really, facts aren't politically neutral. Mm-mm. They either ha- it either happened or it didn't. Like, that's one of the major problems we're having going into 2024 where people start discussing the election. And, you know, you got people writing stuff like January 6th, a tale of two stories. And you're like, bitch, no, it wasn't one side of the story. They tried to take over the goddamn government. The fuck we talking about? Yeah. And you got, you know, uh, Ellie Stefanik going on like, you know, uh, hardball and not being challenged by the host. Like, because there's this allowance of like, well, if you feel strongly about it and you're white then I guess we have to treat that like it's a fact too. And so, yeah, this idea of like if white kids feelings might get hurt about learning or more importantly, their parents feelings will get hurt about the kids learning about the racism of America. Well, we can't have anybody learn that shit then. Right. How are we going to repeat it? If we learn, uh, I'm not confident in the board's ability to act in good faith. Said Heather Fleming, founder mm-hmm. of the Missouri Equity Education Partnership, on Facebook in response to the board's announcement. Black history and black literature cannot be taught from a politically neutral perspective because our entire experience in America has been impacted by socio-political movements. This is not the first actual dispute that the all-white board has encountered. Following George Floyd's killing in 2020, uh, the prosecutors in the St. Louis suburb urged the district to do more to address racial discrimination in response the board passed an anti-racism resolution which stated we will promote racial healing especially for our black and brown students and families we will no longer be silent this past july the francis house school board revoked the resolution and demanded that copies of it be removed from all schools in the district less than eight percent of the students are black so there you go zero to a hundred uh, this gets to Jakaris, and the biggest reason why it gets to Jakaris is because uh, across the country, there are a lot of school districts and school boards like this, particularly a lot of these small, really small places and small towns that are predominantly white. So they are the people making the choices. They are the people making the decisions. They are the people dictating uh, what your child will learn. I sh- and, 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 like, and I'm real heavy on this. I shouldn't have to pack my shit. And I shouldn't have to move. I shouldn't have to go to the big cities. I should be able to live anywhere in this goddamn country, and my child ought to be able to learn the same things. Yeah, his Dracars for me as well. Burning fire. It's, and it's just, this is what happens when, one, you don't pay attention to your local school board elections and shit like that. Um, and, and, or, and, and, and not just don't pay attention, but also people just being comfortable with the racism. Yeah. There's people that let these people be on the school board because that's what they want. Republicans knew to double down on local elections because as much shit as super liberal people talk about well i i don't i won't vote for president but i'm gonna vote for everything else no they don't mm-hmm. they stay their ass at home we Did know not. the turnout numbers you lie you show up for the president you do, if you don't show up for the presidential elections you don't show up for any elections no, that's you, just the w- way it's working mm-hmm. um so the, the these facts bear out in these 
these fucking school boards that are racist like this and go unchallenged and of course shame on the white folks because that's who electing these people that's who comfortable with this shit that's who don't feel like they need to fight it worried about their little kids feelings and shit because the black kids feelings don't matter right right and also is it goes back to some of the shit we've been saying all along white guilt only goes so far and then yep. white guilt and white tears dry up they made this shit in 2020 put out all these false and fake statements like a lot of businesses and organizations and black squares and all this shit knowing that most of them were not going to stand behind it the quote unquote the minute everybody got tired everybody moved on outside opened up back up again and white folks went sitting at home just glazing at their TV and doing other shit all of a sudden you could roll the shit back and nobody would care yep and that's what happened um all right let's move into uh some um oh, well it's almost an hour and a half uh let's do story ratchetness and get out of here see when you make your own rules you can do whatever you want to do guys <laughs> make your own rules <laughs> Right, so we're ratching this time. Barksdale Federal Credit Union. Open- uh, so we're ratching this time. Hold on, Kara has to do it. Hold on, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I gotta message you about that clip to just go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> i said go ahead <laughs> shout out to the federal union all as, right but I as long as it ain't the army the army navy one we don't we don't promote them at all all right <laughs> there we go guys i accidentally let the commercial play for one second <laughs> uh, You're going to get these jokes. You have to get the jokes in there. (laughs) Uh, Let me see if I can share my screen. I think I'm sharing the wrong thing. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay. Share my screen with y'all so y'all can see the news article because we actually have a news article this time. After authorities say he showed, the police department showed up there with a sword saying, quote, I'm here for the chief's head. Jose Luis Martinez was arrested for evading arrest and assault with a deadly weapon in the incident that happened in December in New Boston, Texas. The police report states he approached a dispatcher while waving the sword over his head, saying he was going to kill the chief. Get him here now. He then hit the court clerk's window several times. Martinez was booked into the bi-state jail. You can read more about the terrifying incident on our KSLA News 12 app. <laughs> Barksdale Federal Credit did, Union open their doors. Did, did he make a whole ass announcement about saying like anime? Yeah, did he make a whole ass announcement right. at the beginning in his kimono? Man, he was like, "Get out here! I want my revenge." <laughs> I came for revenge for my father's death. I will not leave until blood is spilled. That was some blue-eyed samurai shit. Like I'm outside the police station. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to the police chief. I'm like, you do know they got guns, uh, right? Yes, and uh, this ain't no anime. If they shoot, you will get hit. Yeah, you gonna catch bullets with your teeth like Bruce Leroy? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, please. All right, y'all, that's it. We'll be back throughout the week. Thanks for listening. We appreciate y'all. Until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.